All right. Good afternoon, everyone. And thank you so much, David, for having me uh, here on today. I have uh, actually chimed in a little bit on uh, your discussions here into Analyze Your Trade. And I'm really looking forward to seeing all of the questions that you guys have for me. Um, all right, everybody. Okay. So first of all, if you guys want to, um, you know, um, there are a lot of new faces here. Probably if you guys don't know me, uh, my name is Anka Metcalf and I'm the CEO and founder of TradeOutLoud.com, which is a trading education company that is specialized in educating individuals how to day trade, swing trade, actively invest and invest long term in the market and in any market, uh, whether you're trading stocks, whether you're trading futures, whether you want to do options, whether you're trading Forex. So we have a little bit for everybody. Uh, I do run a futures trading room and I run a, a stock swing trading program as well. Uh, the company has been around, so my company has been around for over uh, close to 14 years, believe it or not. And um, also, uh, prior to becoming a professional independent trader, uh, I come with 10 plus years in investing experience. So basically, I've been trading the market uh, as a professional independent trader for over 20 years. And if you're interested, if you're interested about learning more about Trade Out Loud, you can head on to our website. But now let's get busy, everybody, and let's see what we have uh, going on here uh, today. So I'm just waiting for your questions and I'm waiting for the, all uh, right, for the symbols, right? All right. Hey, William, thank you so much. All right. Okay. So uh, first off, Bill is looking at R-O-O-T and M-G-R-X. Now, there is something you should know. I'm going to give you my honest bias, but I'm going to give you my take on everything because I have very strict trading criteria when it comes to any kind of style of trading. So, okay, so we're going to start off with R-O-O-T. All right. Okay, so R-O-O-T. So, uh, first of all, this is just an observation. It's up to you whether you want to, you know, what you want to do with it. This is just my take on it. So first of all, this is not something that I would trade. Uh, number one is look below at the volume onto the daily chart. So here is the daily chart. Let me just get this out of the way. Here's the daily chart and here's the volume. It's trading 4,000 shares today. Okay, so it's very easy to manipulate the stock. Um, for example, if there is a buyer that comes in, if if I come in and want to buy 5,000 or 10,000 shares out of this, you're going to see that the price section or if I have a bid, let's say at $10, you're going to see the price. So literally, this is kind of like the pump and dump uh, type of uh type of stock. But I will give you my take on the technical analysis. This is just a little bit of, you know, parentheses of uh, what I look at for uh, for stocks and, for example, for trade. So this is definitely no day trading material. But if you're looking, let's say, for swing trading, you have your reasons too. Uh, it is bullish uh, going into tomorrow over uh, $10 and about 20 cents. You want to see it just above prior yesterday's high. Uh, the trajectory from the weekly, as you can see here below onto the weekly chart where I have my cursor, it's already doing a little bit of rotation. But there's something that I'm noticing here. Notice that we have like two 
topping tails, right? So we have two topping tails right here. These are signs that last week we had a little bit of a selling. So we popped up. So we reacted off of that 20 SMA. But at the same time, the uh, last week, so that was two weeks ago. So last week we came in and the price got knocked back down. This is a stock that was trading. And here is the, uh, where the IPO came out in 2020 in October was trading at $550. And now it's just trading at $9. And it had a low of $3 March. I assume this is March 2020, uh, 2020 when we had the pandemic going on and everything was slashed. Uh, but ever since then, the price action has not uh, made any real progress. Here it is. Uh, and the price action. No, actually, it was in 2020, uh, 2023 uh, that we had the lowest low here of $3.31. It's trying to lift a little bit. And you can see here from the low and the higher low that is trying to establish the higher low is not yet confirmed because it needs to break above the resistance level altogether. So it needs to get over $11.80 in order to start progressing higher. Okay, so this is uh, Bill, my first, uh, you know, kind of like take on ROOT. And now we have the MGRX, MGRX. Here we go. And this one, uh, this one is a little bit better in the sense that it has a little bit more volume, but it has more volume because two thumbs down, it's a penny stock and I don't trade penny stock. But um, like I said, you know, I'm going to give you my take. So we had a low here. Uh, that was like August 9th, and we're trying to lift a little bit here. Not much progress done. Today was very interesting because it came in with an unordinary, unusual volume uh, into the market. Because if you look at yesterday's trading, it was trading 57,000 shares. And if you look at the prior days, it never went over 166 or 200,000 shares. Again, this is into the category of very easily manipulated. I don't know if this stock had any kind of news in it. I use Benzinga Pro usually to take a look and see if there is any any kind of alerts or anything that may have forced the volume to continue higher uh, or to burst higher like it did uh, today. And it, it has a burst of volume, burst of energy that came in. And that's why it popped it a little bit higher. But in the technical pattern, you can see that it has a little bit of room into this. Uh, and by the way, this green line right here, I should tell you right off the bat, is the 50 simple moving average. And this blue line, I use the 21 simple moving average. And the uh, pink is the 10 exponential moving average. These are the moving averages that I use. And yep, I do use another one that is the 200 simple moving average as well. So this, this is all that I use on the technical chart and, of course, volume. Uh, but uh, definitely it has a little bit of room uh, to go higher. But right now, uh, when it had this infusion of volume, probably it was news related, it popped right into this support. This support is uh, right now minor resistance. So the price action can actually rotate from this place. This, this place can be an area of rejection and the price action uh, can go back lower if the volume is not going to be sustained and if we are not going to get any kind of continuation on the technical pattern. So Bill, I hope this helps a lot. Um, and um, all right, GME. Take a look at GME. 
All right. And we have also another question that is actually, you know, has the um, uh, DJ wants to know thoughts for investing long term stocks. I'm actually going to have next week an ample webinar on investing. So uh, stay tuned for my email if you're interested in that. Now, GME, this is a super crowded trade, right? Everybody knows GME, AMC, all that stuff. You know, the, these are the Mimi type of uh, Mimi type of stocks. So definitely it has uh, a really bad um, trading and a really bad trading technical um, environment in which it is trading right now. So today we have a brand new low, $13.25. Now, here's the thing. This is a new low for the year. So, so it's actually going pretty much close to the 200 SMA here, which is around the $10 area. So there, it is into a continuation of a pattern. I foresee in this particular pattern a continuation into the $10, and I don't see any revival into the $10 as well. It has extreme weakness, and this was just a lot of narrative out there in 2021 that pushed it higher, and since then it's just crawling back to where it came from. So uh, I don't trade GME either, even though the volume is spectacular. Uh, but I do not trade it. It's good for day trading, though. So if you're interested in day trading, I love the price point. So if you have, you have uh, especially with position sizing and depending on your uh, risk tolerance and your uh, risk per, per, per trade, this is a very good option uh, to day trade. Okay, so that's my take on GME. Uh, okay, NASDAQ NES. We talked about this in the trading room. We talk about this uh, in the trading room every single day. All right. So here's NASDAQ. NASDAQ is very interesting, guys. And NASDAQ is still defending. And by the way, if you have seen a little bit of a shift in price action going at 12, 12 o'clock, well, you should know Powell is speaking right now. So that's the reason why the price action is uh, all over the place. And don't forget one thing. Tomorrow is option expiration day and the price action is wild. The price action is always going to create a lot of problems for continuational patterns, especially on option expiration. Uh, that is tomorrow. And specialists are typically pinning the price into or around whole numbers. So it is very possible to see a pinning. And in fact, we're seeing it right now. Uh, you could see the pinning of price into 15,000 because that is the common denominator that we have had uh, into the Dow. So uh, into NASDAQ so far. So here is what I see going on. And by the way, today I have not taken any trades uh, in day trades into the futures market. And I'm a very actively uh, active uh, futures trader. So here's my take on it. First up, let's take a look at this daily chart because this is so interesting here. You see the pinning into the 15,000, right? And you can see here that at this moment in time, now, remember, this candle, the daily candle, needs to close in order to have more information. So I would urge everybody here that is trading futures or even if you're looking at the queues, which if you are a stock trader, you have to live and breathe the queues, the spies, to see how they're trading and where uh, where are their technical levels. Because based on that, you're going to do your, your uh, selection criteria for your stocks, right? You're going to pick relative strength, relative weakness. But going back to NASDAQ, 
as of this point in time, NASDAQ has created a high and has created a low and it's trading right where it opened. So it's overlapping. The open end uh, right now where the price is at is overlapping. Now, when the market is going to close, let's take a look at the time. It's only 12 o'clock, right? So at four o'clock, if you're going to see the same kind of price action, even if it navigates a little bit higher today or even lower, but if it closes and if you have this overlap, literally intact at 4 p.m. Uh, this is going to be very constructive for price action for tomorrow because tomorrow you can't be bullish over this 150 level. There has a lot of resistance here where I'm holding my cursor and that is coming from the left-hand side. This is the left-hand side from September 7th. So you can see here that this prior low is creating the problems that that NASDAQ is going through today. Yesterday, it had the breakdown below that level. And as you can see, it fell into the 20 SMA here. It had a little bit of a flip below, but then it rotated back up and it closed above the 20 SMA. As long as we're holding this structure, that is, I would say it's a little bit wobbly. Um, the price action is likely to continue strong. Let's not forget that if we zoom in a little bit here, right? If you zoom in a little bit and we don't take just the context from today or we zoom in even more and take the context within the last couple of weeks. And if you zoom out a little bit, you will see that the price action is into a massive uptrend, right? You could see the higher highs, you could see the higher lows, right? And at this point in time, it has created a high, and we have a solid support level into the 450. As long as, or, uh, I'm sorry, 550. So as long as the support is going to hold, price action will have the tendency to bounce off of it because we came from the high to the 450 and bounced. We came from the high to the 450, or I'm sorry, 550 and bounced. I know we're creating lower highs at this point, but at this moment in time, because we got to take it one day at a time with this technical pattern, right? At this moment in time, uh, the price action is defending the uptrend. So as long as the support is going to hold, and if we throughout this week and particularly tomorrow, and today and tomorrow will be very hard to trade. It has been very hard to trade this week as well. And we didn't see really a continuation in NASDAQ because as you guys know, we had earnings from Netflix. Netflix just soared to the upside and then, you know, um, we had Tesla that tanked. So basically what we're going to be looking for is to see how today is going to close. And that will be indicative of what kind of day we're going to have tomorrow because we're going to be bullish above over this 160 and we're going to be bearish below uh, the 950 level. That if we break below the 950 level, there's a very strong chance that the price action will continue lower very close to the 14,600. So this is going to be the playground. And the reason why the price action is like this, like I said, is because of the option expiration. All right, um, and ES, ES is uh, not far from NASDAQ, I would say, not far from NASDAQ. You can see how choppy it is still onto the daily. So the macro outlook for the MDSMP in many ways is very similar to what we have in NASDAQ. And bottom line, I think that we're not going to have any kind of construction, constructive uh, pattern throughout the day today or into tomorrow. So hold on to your money. Remember, cash is always a position and trade when you have like a clean setup. Right now, we don't have that clean setup, but we have this doji that is trying to form. You can see the open and 
this moment in time, they're overlapped. So we're trading back to where we opened last night at six o'clock. So we were maintaining that uh, level. So this is very interesting. As part as uh, as part of a continuation pattern, this can be the bullish side. So if it trades over 65 to 70 throughout the day tomorrow, or even today, that's going to be the line in the sand um, because we have a lot of resistance. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have the death cross right here on the 1H, which brings a lot of uh, bearishness. And there are a lot of algos that are built into these levels. And that's why you're seeing all the chop going out right now. So uh, the technicals are not helping and uh, obviously Powell not helping with this speech. And uh, we don't have a favorable Friday because of the option expiration. So this is my take, uh, Neil. So I hope this helps. Like I said, I am a day trader and a swing trader. I trade futures and stocks very actively in stocks as well. But I do day trade uh, futures as well. And I'm telling you, I don't see a lot of activity into it. So I'm just going to take a closer look on the 15 minute. This is when Powell started to speak. We have a double bottom confirmed rotation. So from this point on, there is a little bit of room intraday. So not talking about the macro perspective now, but intraday. So I would go as close, let's say, as a five minute here is the five minute. Uh, and uh, here, here we had an opportunity for a little bit of a scalp to the upside into the 58 to 59. But I will look to see if there's a break over 60. Uh, and if it takes out the 60, it may run into 65. Uh, and, and, and on a good environment, let's say Powell is going to say something that the market really likes and it's going to digest, it may go into the 70 or a little bit higher, okay? Remember, if we escape above 4,400, that's going to create a little bit more uh, velocity. So that means that the price may transition a little bit, may transition uh, easier, uh, higher, uh, but that is only over um, basically last week's high. So we have to wait until that, that's 4,400. 40. That may be in play next week. All right. So, Neil, I hope that helps. That's a little bit of intraday uh, analysis. Uh, so, DJ is looking for TQQQ. All right. Let's take the TQQQ on first. TQQQ. Boom. Here we go. All right. So, this one is basically, right, we talked about the Q. So, the same kind of analysis, different prices, right? So, uh, what we're going to be looking here, $38.50 is going to be bullish. Anything under $35.90 is going to be bearish with a continuation into $34. Uh, then we have BRCU, BRCU, here it is. All right, so BRCU, here it is. Okay, uh, first of all, very thin. I don't know what you're doing with it, but I would stay away. I don't know if what, like I said, I don't know your plans. I'm just going to give you my take on the stock. Uh, so first of all, today I had a little bit of slingshot lower. <laughs> Shocker. That's my shocked face, right? Because it's, uh, it, it's very easy to manipulate the stock, right? So um, if you had a seller at this point that want to get, get rid of it and want it out, that was a doubt from this little short squeeze that happened here. But all in all, if it takes out the 79, I would say 78, $78.50 to $79, it could potentially squeeze higher all the way to 85 And then we have uh, M E. Uh, that's M-E-X-X. -X. 
like I'm telling you, many of the stocks, the DJ that you posted and the ones that we analyzed before, the BRCU and the ROT and MGR, uh, MGRX, I've never even traded them, to be honest. And I've been trading for almost 27 years. Uh, so this one, very thin. Again, whatever you do with it, it's your business. Uh, from the technical standpoint, it's testing support. It's getting a little bit of a bounce just because it's on support right now. And the bigger thing is that it's a reaction off of the 200 SMA that is uh, pushing the price a little bit higher. Uh, if it takes out the 17, it's down. It's down. And it's going to go further lower the target into 16. And ultimately, it's going to go back to $11. All right. So uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you so much. I will share my information later. Okay. ADI. Hey, ADI. I like ADI. I like it long-term. I like ADI long-term. And in fact, right now it's trading on support. Now keep in mind, we still have one week left of the month of October and this may do next week. So watch it for next week. This is the, I love this stock. Um, so I, I would watch it over $180 after the month is closed okay so after we close this month and let's see when uh oh we have a week no we have about yeah we have a week yeah we close it in about 10 days okay so in about 10 days so you still have about 10 days into it but if it maintains the parameters so far we're talking about monthly charts it's going to be bullish over 180 i like it for long term as well not only uh not only that i like it it's very choppy otherwise so i it's not ready to do anything it's trending lower at the moment so it has a lot of force that may push the price lower and keep it in mind like i like this more bullish than bearish because it's into a massive uptrend onto the monthly but uh here it's becoming very very fleecy you can see here that it's just, um, you know, kind of like, and, and by the way, volume wise, it's borderline of what I like. It's under 1 million shares traded. So it has lots of interest. Uh, keep an eye on the volume. You should see some volume uh, coming in if there's going to be any kind of institutional participation into it. And watch it over that 180. 180 is going to be the line in the sand. And if it doesn't, and if it closes below this, the 20 SMA here into the 168.50, it's going to fall apart. It's probably going to go to, into the 150. All right. Netflix. Yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> Love Netflix here. Okay. Netflix, guys. How many of you guys are swing traders? Okay. So top watch for tomorrow this is kind of like a pinning candle it as you can see it gapped out right into resistance right because this is prior support that's creating resistance this is a daily chart right here so keep things super simple here's my take on it wait until it closes today and if it takes tomorrow if it takes out today's high so that means 408.95 or whatever the high it is i don't know if it's gonna have a rally in the pm session but if it takes out the uh today's high it's gonna try to go higher and squeeze higher not only to 420 but for 440 so this is gonna be good this is a really good material for swing trading all right hey william thanks so much i'm trying to catch up with uh the messages here all right. Oh my gosh, Bill. Thank you. So, okay. Let, let me type in my website, uh, tradeoutloud.com. I want to focus more on what your needs are right now than, you know, do, uh, do marketing. <laughs> All right. Baba. Okay. Let's talk about Baba. 
Uh, this is the name that I like. And you know why, DJ? Because first of all, it has a tons of volume. And I like, if you want to hear my trading criterias, which are like super blasting simple, it's going to blow your mind how simple it is. Just type a one in the uh, in this chat box right here. And I will share my uh, trading swing trading criteria. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's do Baba Google and then we're going to do that as well. All right, so Baba, it's kind of flaky right now because you can see like there have been different gaps in price in the past and here as well. So uh, we have like a lot of, you know, slop into the market. Volume wise is perfect, but it has been sideways literally since this little pop up that we had last year in November. So almost a, uh, almost a year of chop and trading into these levels. And if you look carefully on this monthly chart right here, you will see that the price action is trading at the same level that it was trading a year ago. So there have been no real progress into this name. Definitely when you scan for stocks, you want to scan for something that has the potential to move. So you put your money to work. So your money's going to do all the hard lifting. Right now, you're a sitting duck in this stock. It has not done anything. Uh, I think like a big picture into this is to get it back over $90. And this is what is going to create a little bit of infusion of interest into uh, BABA. So over the, this resistance, I wouldn't look at it, uh, let's say, for a bullish unless it breaks above this level right here, this 90, 91 and a half or 92. We still have plenty of support here. So even if we go lower, and in fact, you could see here that last week we closed here uh, at 84 but we bled a little bit more into the 81 very choppy though very very choppy so you're you can have potentially a lot of surprises with some small gaps up or small gaps down i would definitely um when i would what i would do is i will look only on the weekly perspective of the stock to be on the safer side the safer side of things all right so uh then we have a pa and W, and then we're going to uh, switch a little bit and tell you my uh, uh, stock selection criteria, which is so super, super dumb, simple. If it was complicated, I would not be here and I, I would not have, uh, you know, I would not do it for so many years. OK, so this is the Palo Alto. OK, and Palo Alto, as you can see, had a new high last week and the stock is incredibly strong. However, take a look at what we have on the daily topping tail, topping tail, topping tail. I mean, a bunch of topping tails. You guys know what topping tails mean? Topping tails are forming where, where sellers are seeing some kind of obstacle, even though it created an all-time high, for example. Uh, there are sellers that are sensing top if the pattern so what they're doing is they're pumping it pumping it up and then back down up and back down so they're selling pressure that is pulling the price down typically when you see tons of topping tails you should see some uh very soon some red bars popping up that is going to take the price into the next support the next support confluence support that we have here is exactly this 255 dollars that is coming from a rising uh 10 exponential moving average which shows us power trending moves and we're also trading into this prior high and this other prior high so all these prior highs from the left hand side 
create a nice shelf of support and it's called minor support. And typically this minor support, and by typically I mean 95% of the time, this minor support is holding because this kind of support is only established in uptrends. You're not gonna see minor support in downtrends. You're not gonna see minor support in sideways markets. So this is a very bullish sign for this stock i it, it doesn't provide an entry as of right now if you're looking at it onto the weekly chart you can see that the price action is still extended from the 10 from the 10 ema the reason why i use the 10 the reason why i use ma's is because it gave me a gauge of how the price action will react if it becomes extended because here's a quick trick when the price is getting very extended from one of the moving averages, whatever moving average you're using, like I said, I'm using the 10 exponential, I'm using the 20 simple, I'm using the 50 simple and the 200 simple. So when the price is trading above the MAs, definitely that shows you ultra power trend, power trend, trend, and then trending. Okay, so power trend and when it's above the an ultra power trend is when the price action is trading above the 10 EMA. And you can see here, we are still into the power trend and you can see that the price is much distance from that 10 EMA. So that is a sign that the price session is extended. Now, keep in mind, oftentimes when you look at these technical charts, the price action is likely to pull back into these magnet lines that are these moving averages because the price cannot stay extended uh, for long periods of time because the moving averages are pulling the price back into it. And oftentimes within a trend continuation, you're getting the rotation and the price moves uh, again higher. It's sort of like trend lines, right? But And uh, the reality is that you can use moving averages. They're so easy to use because moving averages show you the show you the dominant trend if you're trading uh for example intraday trading if you're day trading right and if you're looking at smaller time frames such as the five minute or the two minute or the even the, the 15 minute uh when the price is trading above you're going to look for any kind of strategy to go long right and when the price action is below so it gets below you're going to be looking for shorts right because you're getting the algo reaction off of those bands that is either pushing the price higher or pulling the price lower. So I hope that helps. All right. So let me share with you some very quick criteria that I use for swing trading. So number one thing that I put the stock up. So for example, when I scan, I do use several scanners. And when I scan and when I pop up the chart, the first thing that I look at is the volume. Because if it trades below 1 million or 1.5 million shares, on a day, on a regular day. So I look at the dailies, not sophisticated. You can write this down. Look at the daily and look at the volume. So once you see that the volume is under, let's say 1 million or 1.5, uh, I'm not even looking and I'm not even interested in the technical pattern. I don't care about the water cooler discussions. I don't care about rumors. I don't care about news. All I care about is that my stock stock has a lot of liquidity because if I want to get in or if I want to get out, I want to make sure that I have uh, I have an option to get out at the desired price. I don't want to see a lot of uh, uh, choppiness within it could, because even with these uh, uh, stocks that are thin, you're going to see that you're going to have a candle here, you're going to have a candle there, so it's going to be all over the place. All right, so this is the this is my take on Palo Alto and my stock selection criteria and. 
uh, to add on a little bit, if you're newer to trading, uh, just make your own trading universe. I found that that helped me a lot into my beginner phase of uh, trading, especially in day trading. Do your uh, do a little trading universe and be very diversified. Don't have only tech stocks, right? So have stocks that, uh, for example, have some stocks from home builders, have some um, uh, stocks, have some tech stocks, some semiconductor stocks, uh, have all sorts of energy stocks. Uh, so all, have a really good selection of stocks from, let's say, every sector and don't have a list greater than 25 stocks and you can start with that uh for the, in the beginning now i scan through almost 6000 stocks every single week uh not every day but every single week but um definitely that's something that you do and also uh the third thing that i look at is the technicals and i always analyze from the highest time frame to the smallest time frame. So for example, if I'm swing trading, I always start with the monthly chart, then I jump into the weekly, then I jump into the daily, and I try to look for the trend. I like to see where the price is at uh, and how it's reacting to the MAs and how it's trading in relation to the MAs. Those are the moving averages. And where is it trading compared to the prior week high low? Or where is it comparing uh, where it is where it is where is it trading in comparison to the prior resistance or the prior support? So this I by doing this, I have um a zoomed in image on the fact that it may have room to run or it may not have room to run or it it's a good trade it's setting up or it's not and uh that that's pretty much uh how i scan and then you know start with that those 25 stocks and then make it to 50 and then grow it to 100 but don't throw yourself into a scanner that scans over 6,000 stocks because you're going to be overwhelmed. And the selection criteria is going to be so super simple. If you add on, um, let's say, a let's say a, a price range for your stocks. If you have, for example, a smaller account size, stay away from stocks that are pricey, uh, stay away from stocks that are, uh, for example, in the hundreds of dollars uh, per share and have a trading universe that trades, let's say from $10 to about $50. That's a really good range. And these are typically stocks some of the stocks that uh have really good volume into it and you could use uh you could use a scanner if you wish you could do that or you know you you it's up to you how you want to use it okay uh okay awesome scott so i hope that helped guys so if you have any other additional questions feel free to ask uh okay so what criteria to look for at this uh, at the stock to move. Oh, this is very good. So number one, it needs to have good volume, right? So once it has good volume into it, then you look at the technical pattern and the technical pattern needs to, so for example, like this stock right here, wait for it until it pulls back, right? So wait for it until it pulls back. And then today is not going to be a good day to get in, right? Because it's just one bar. It doesn't have any kind of confirmation. But if tomorrow, for example, you have a green bar that builds up and takes out this high, then you're going to have a base breakout. Okay, does that make sense? I wouldn't go short into this area because you're dealing with this minor support zone. And this is likely to hold, likely to hold, all right? 
so yeah, I use um, setups. I use precise technical patterns that make it super simple. I use buy setups, sell setups, breakouts, dojis, inside bars. Uh, I use whole different pl a plethora of strategies uh, for my um, selection. All right. How do you base uh, and uh, okay? How do you base an entry on a stock and exiting a stock? Okay. So first of all, when I scan. Okay. So let's take this here. Okay. So let's take a look at something that I don't know. Let's say VLO, right? That it was because the energy was uh, was moving, right? So I could give you an example. This is a stock that I took um, this week. Okay. So VLO had a strict selection criteria. Number one, it had good volume. You could see it on the daily. It has 1.5 million shares traded. And today it's actually crappy because today it doesn't have a lot of volume. If you look at yesterday's trading was 3.7. The reason why the volume is not there in stocks is because you have a lot of narrative into the news. You have, but today alone, we have like four or five FOMC members that will be speaking all the way to about 7 p.m., starting with Powell now at noon. So investors and traders don't have an interest and if hedge funds don't have an interest what are you doing in the market at this time of the day right so yeah learn from um uh, learn from hedge funds they're sitting on their hands they're not doing anything why well because you have a lot of guys that are talking today and tomorrow you have option expiration with option expiration you're going to see always that the price is going lower and there are not many uh stock uh, stock swing trading opportunities that come with the option expiration. Uh, I typically don't put on any kind of swing trade because I scan almost every single day. And uh, the reality is that I'm taking the week off from Wednesday in my swing trading because scanning, in my scanning, no, I'm still swing trading because I'm in a plethora of stocks right now. Uh, but what I do is I look for opportunities after option expiration because I know the volume is down. I know that we're not going to have institutional power push. So I don't want to deal with a lot of retail traders. I just want to deal with the big guys. I just want to trade the power moves. So what I look for in a stock is the precise setup. So for example, here I have a pullback that a I had a doji as a high. This is indicative that the price action is going to pull back. It pulled back to the 10 EMA, for example, here, and then it pulled back. Uh, it didn't hold, right? So you can see that the ultra power trend did not hold, and the price action continued lower actually into the uh, 20 SMA. I love the fact that it formed another doji here. So another sign that the price action may be bottomy. Remember, dojis are very important. This is the meeting place, right? It's a tug of war between bulls and bears, and they're all right here. So none of the sides are winning. So that means that it makes our life easier because we know for sure that it's going to be bullish above or bearish below, right? So you're either going to have, and that is like literally like 99.9% .9 accuracy when I say this, because it will enter a continuational pattern below the doji low and it will reverse above the doji highs. Like it's so super mind blowing simple. And we had a first target actually here into the 135. Uh, which is right here, right here. Okay, so we had a target that was achieved yesterday into the 135. So actually the, the second target that was achieved because we have 133 and 135. And now you can see here that we take it over the high 
So this is my buy setup criteria. We take it over the high. We place our stop below the low. We establish targets and we have targets all the way to the 150. We have targets all, all the, we, ha we have multiple targets into this, but ultimately we want to see it into the 150, but we're not going to be complacent. We scale out along the way, right? Because it's better to have a small portion of the pie than no pie at all and get a stop out, right? So we, I scale into targets. Now, the exit criteria right so let's say the exit criteria so as i was saying i like to bring my stop as soon as possible as we're getting uh if the if the price action is advancing and as i'm achieving targets already and scaling out i want to bring my stop as close as possible to a break even now there are several ways in which you can do this one of the ways and this is like a shortcut into um, definitely what we teach into trailing and how to trail stocks but once you're up, you want to make sure that you scale at least half as you're achieve, achieving target one and target two. So you're half out already. So that means that the other half, uh, you're going to start managing it, right? Because you already have money in your bank. So the simplest way to manage this is to say, hey, I'm going to look to see where the price action is trading within this day, right? Because we have the trigger day, we have the continuation day, and then we have the inside day. Again, option expiration. I hate to bring it up, but we have an inside day today. It's again, doji. Remember, tug of war. None of the sides are winning, but we're holding above the 10 EMA, which means that the price action may try to shift a little bit higher. So if today the price action is going to hold that 10 EMA, I'm going to be raising my stop all the way into the 131, which is super simple because my entry on this stock was $130.70. So yeah, I'm trailing it. So not only that I made money on the first half of the trade, but on the second half of the trade, I'm actually bringing my stop even a little bit higher. So in case we get a sudden pullback due to the volatility that we're going to have in a, uh, that we're going to have uh, on option on uh, option expiration, yeah, uh, I'm going to be dinged out of the trade with profits. So I use the MAs as well as uh, areas of observation to see if they hold and if they pop up and if they pop up and, and if the open and the close or even the body of the candle is going to print some green and close above, let's say over 135, I'm going to be using this tail as my next stop. Okay. So this is uh, one of, one of the methods that I love to do uh, and I love to um, use as well. All right. So another stock Zillow. Whoa. What's it? Oh my gosh, guys, 45 minutes went by like so fast. All right, this is Zillow right here. And Zillow has seen better days. It's definitely into a downtrend and it's confirmed. The downtrend is confirmed on Zillow. We have the high uh, into the summer. We have lower high, lower high, lower high, lower high. Now, remember, you only need two lower highs and a break of support in order to be in confirmed downtrend. And this stock is definitely into a big downtrend. Uh, also, onto the daily. So, um, uh, onto the daily here. Sorry, I'm. I uh, should have had this on the 1H. Uh, onto the daily here, you can see that we have a lid and that lid is by the 200 SMA. Institutions love to play around with the 200 SMA. They see uh, most of the stocks bearish under 
and they see shorting opportunities under. And once it passes the buff, then that is going to be more bullish bias, right? Okay. So oh, what do we have going on here onto the monthly? Definitely a very weak month. And it looks like we may be breaching uh, if the price action continues lower. And it shows that it should uh, because the weekly is weak as well. And you can see here that is fast approaching the $38. So it will continue lower. So I hope that answered your question. It's not a buying opportunity, at least not now. And I don't see a buying opportunity at least in the next few weeks or so. Maybe, maybe. We'll see how that goes. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Bill has a question. Moving average volume. Uh, would that be good reason for entering a trade? You need to use those indicators. I mean, those I have been using those indicators for over 30 years, but you can use these indicators to have a gauge whether it's going to pull back into an interest area because moving averages and in high volume are indicative that the price action may hold. Now, there's a different thing. You need to learn patterns because if you buy on support, you're going to lose on your trade more than 85% of the time. Why do you think retail traders that are self-taught lose their money? Is because they're buying on support or selling on resistance. You need to execute your trades with confirmation and confirmation comes with price action with buy setups with sell setups or breakouts so you need to have some kind of a pattern a buy setup is indicative so for example i'm going to give you a quick example here uh let me see if i could get all right here it is okay so so here it is so let's say this is today's candle right if tomorrow you're going to get a green candle right that is going to take out the high of today Okay, so I did it a little bit too long, right? So it needs to take out the, the high of today, whatever it is, I don't care. Okay, so if it takes out, then it may enter into a squeeze pattern to wear into the 10 EMA. You have another resistance level created by this support. So this is going to be pretty much your T1, right? So you have a confluence level here. So this 41 and change is going to become your pressure zone. And then if you get a continuation higher, for example, all right, then you're going to land into this 20th MA. So you can see that these MAs, not, they're not only helpful for short squeezes and determining short squeezes with super high precision precision uh i and i mean there was a, a there 2020 was the year of the short squeezing 2020 and 2021 was like phenomenal okay uh but typically short squeezes don't work as well uh for example in um uh in trending markets and slow bleeding markets or slow moving up markets when you're talking about fates so i hope that helps you got it absolutely learn patterns in order to have really good executions on your trading okay so let's see if i ah clear okay good did i get my cursor back yes all right so uh do i trade options i sometimes if i have like a super pricey stock i may do options but i don't like trading options i don't like to be limited in time and even if I go like far out or something like that, I, I just don't like it. I love ownership of stocks. Um, all right. Which MAs do you use? I use one. Uh, and here is a, a, the example. And I've said this before. Uh, I use the 10 exponential moving average, which is this one right here. I use the 20 simple moving average, which is the blue one. The green is 50 and simple and the 200 is simple. So I only use one exponential moving average. The chat is all right. 
give your five best stocks. All right, you you want to start scanning right now? <laughs> I could give you my best picks right now, but we would have to stay another hour. So uh, if you want my picks, come into my swing trading service. You have uh, my best picks for this week. I can show you what they are. Uh, how do you hunt for uh, for a stock to enter and how do you know where, uh, where to look for it? Well, here's the key thing. You need to look at the time frame that is forming the setup. Again, if you don't know pattern and if you don't know how to recognize buy patterns or sell patterns, you're missing 99% of the whole thing. Because even if you know how to identify a trend, where your support resistance is, uh, where your technical levels are at, you're missing out. So you need to identify technical patterns. So if a price pulls back, let's say it's doing a, let me get my cursor back again. I'm not really good with cursors, but all right. So for example, here, you get a red one. So here, I'm going to use this. All right. So this is the pullback. Okay. So you can see here, this is the 200 SMA. So you get this pullback here. The buy point is when you're you're getting this rotation just like I explained over here okay so when you're when and this is a classic buy setup when you start my course for example you're going to start with a basic simple strategy which is a buy setup which you're going to be using 90% of the time but there are a lot of criteria that you need to use with this so you're looking for a rotation a buy setup is a rotation you place your stop below the low your enter above the high and you're looking for prior resistance levels to take your price into it. And if it's trading into all-time highs, then that's super easy because you're going to be looking uh, at projections uh, and projections are going to give you targets that are beyond all-time highs. I use Thinkorswim platform. What time you scan for the day? Pre-market? No, I never scan pre-market. Pre-market, I used to scan pre-market if I was day trading for stock, if I was day trading stocks. Yes. Uh, but now I'm like super lazy. Like I wake up at eight o'clock and then I'm like doing my thing and then I'm coming in at nine o'clock. So because I'm only trading day trading futures and I'm trading just the power hour and I mean, you can see the results are pretty incredible. Uh, I could share with you some uh, some of the results, but um, uh, when I take you to see uh, a little bit of what I offer, uh, but I usually scan when the market is closed for swing trading. I don't scan when the market is uh, when the market is um, uh, is uh, is uh, open. I don't. I like to see the close because you need to have the closed candles of the daily in order to uh, take a good decision. All right, uh, PayPal. All right, let's take some uh, one more stock, uh, PYPL. All right, PL, here it is. All right, so PayPal. PayPal is really weak, guys. As much as I like this stock, and I would, I, I, I've traded the stock a lot. Uh, new low today, not so good. Let's see how it does in earnings. In a couple of weeks or something like that, it will report earnings and uh, take a look at it there. But at this point, it's super weak. It looks like it really wants to bleed much, much lower and has room to about $40. All right. So uh, what I'm going to be doing uh, is I'm going to be sharing a little bit about, let me know if you guys see the screen. All right. You guys see the screen? I'm going to reshare it. Okay. Do you guys see it? Okay, cool. All right. So this is my website. I know a lot of you guys in here, um, you know, uh, have asked, you know, uh, how to get a hold of me. All right. So I'm going to put my email in here. It's info at tradeoutloud.com. 
All right, this is our email. If you have any questions about any services, but you have a lot of information that is right here. Okay. And uh here is the here is what we offer because we talked a lot about uh we talked also a lot about futures trading. Here is my futures trading. Um <clears throat> second, that up and running. One second. I have so many screens that are open here, it's just ridiculous. All right, so you just go to tradeoutloud.com and it's good because I want to show you my performance, right? Put my put my <laughs> put my uh, uh, money where my mouth is, right? All right, and here's the futures portfolio. Okay, so I'm going to share that as well with you in a few moments. So if you're interested in day trading with me, I trade the power hour, which is the institutional trading hour from 9.30 to about uh, 11 o'clock. I wrap the room up at 11 30 and all the results that are on our website uh are uh from trading only the power hour so um what you're going to be uh getting with me is basically you're going to be trading with me every single day monday through friday uh i do a complete pre-market game plan from uh, that takes about five to ten minutes I like to wait until about 9.15 to see, especially into earnings season, to see how the stocks are reacting to earnings uh, before I do a full throttle analysis of my pre-market game plan, which implies the uh, which implies NASDAQ, um, Russell, uh, S&P, and the Dow, and of course, oil and gold. In gold, currently, we have a trade that we're racking up like 13... $13,000 per contract we're at right now. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. It's totally made our month. All right. And that is per contract. Okay. And I call trades in the trading room every single day between one and three trades. Like I said, today, I didn't call any kind of trade. The market is so crappy. I just didn't want to, uh, didn't want to do anything. Uh, so uh, we're talking about, you know, what else do I offer? Uh, like I said, we do the trading room. You can ask uh, questions. Uh, you could do, you know, basically the trading room is focused on trading. So you're not going to hear me, you know, talking about uh, going to the mall and getting an ice cream. No, it's just trading. Okay. It's just trading. Uh, I like to keep it that way. Uh, it's a very um, a serious environment for day trading. Okay. So uh, if you're interested, uh, oh, thank you so much for your interest, guys. Okay, so yeah. So if you want to go on a day pass, these are not renewable to see, you know, whether it's for you or not. I mean, whether you want to make money or not. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's different. So one day, uh, we have a one day pass or a five day pass. And if you're re uh, ready to commit, we have monthly memberships and yearly memberships. Now, if you want to go to, for example, I'm going to put it out here because you want to see some results because I've been talking about the power hour. All right. So if you want to see that, oh, okay, it popped. I didn't have to switch the screen. That's pretty cool. All right. So these are, uh, this is the, the performance uh, for 2023. On the website, you have the performance since uh, 2017, since we started the program. Uh, so not only that, you're going to get all the results right here, but you're going to get access to my monthly PL, for example, how much money I make and how much money I lose and everything and all that fun stuff. Um, then you're going to have, and by the way, we're, we're like, literally super, super um, profitable. You get access to a risk calculator here. You have rules, guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. You got 
here's the year to date for 2023. These are the game. These are, this is per contract. I mean, I trade 20 contracts, five contracts or so on and so forth. So I trade uh, a lot. So you can imagine the results. Uh, so, all right. So this is one thing that you're going to have access to. If you're interested in swing trading, you could go on here. Okay. This is our oldest program. It was created in 20, 2010. Oh my gosh, uh, 2010 and uh, uh, January 2010. All right, and this is the swing trading program. Basically, what you're going to have access to the stock swing trader. That's what is called the stock swing trader, uh, where we call trades every single uh, week. You're going to receive a newsletter. This is the performance that you have here. You also have it on the website. Okay, this is January. This is February. This is March and year to date. And somebody in here was asking my top top stocks. All right, these are the top stocks that I have this week. We canceled Amazon uh, today, but we have VLO, Google, Microsoft. These were for this week. And look at Ally Lilly.